Peace and blessings and welcome back to the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by HeritageHipHop.com. We are more than music and we introduce your future favorite artists to you today. With that being said, join us at HeritageHipHop.com by becoming a member and by subscribing to the website. Not only do you get early access to our interviews and podcasts, but you also get exclusive playlists, projects, and music from Heritage Hip Hop ourselves so make sure you follow us on all social media but be sure to drop your name and email at heritagehiphop.com for free membership and get some of the benefits of being part of the generation that builds this platform we're also sponsored by transparent credit repair the superheroes of the financial literacy and credit repair world changing your financial future only takes 15 seconds by opening your wallet to more income and more debt you change your outlook on life less stress more money to do such, go to HeritageHipHop.com, click on the link for a transparent credit repair, and fill out the application. Everyone who goes through HeritageHipHop.com gets 20% off of all services rendered, so please go to HeritageHipHop.com and click on the link for transparent credit repair and change your life. It only takes 15 seconds. On this episode of the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast, I interview a future legend. You heard it here first, because if you do not know who she is, after this interview, Go get her project, High Sherelle, on all streaming platforms. Purchase it, not just stream it, and you will see what I mean when I say future legend. Her name is She Real. Shout out to Harlem, New York, and shout out to this dope MC. Because not only is she someone who can bar you up, she's someone who can tell you about the intricacies of life and how letting the beat interpret your, your look on life can bring music and the culture of hip-hop to a whole new level so shout out to she real and i'll come back with the rest of my commentary after you hear this interview peace and blessings and welcome back to the heritage hip-hop podcast where we introduce your future favorite artist to you today and today i have an artist who i can say is somebody i really believe in introduce yourself to the people uh, how you doing, ladies and gentlemen? I go by the name She Real. If you're looking for me, it's one word spelled exactly how it sounds. She Real Talk. She Real Talk. That's my YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everything rolling to one. SheRealTalk.com. Uh, that's also my clubhouse name, She Real Talk, if anybody's on Clubhouse. Well, they need to be on there because we have a lot to talk about when it comes to music. Are you ready to have this dope conversation? Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Well, I was introduced to you by Keith Chandler. You did a, you did like a, um, like a freestyle session or something against other uh, artists on Instagram, right? Yes, yes, sir. On Instagram Live. And you won, and you got me. So I hope this interview is one of the better interviews that you've ever done, and hopefully, we'll keep in contact after this. That would be great. So far, I well, really enjoy your your, your energy. Oh, I'm blushing. That's what's up. <laughs> All right. So let's, let's talk. So you, um, where are you from? Let's give it to the people. Where are you from? I'm from Harlem, New York. I got to ask you a question because I want to know how deep your understanding of hip-hop and your, and your gift is. What is Harlem hip-hop? What is Harlem hip-hop? Here we go. <laughs> because there have there were some videos that I've seen recently, but I haven't even memorized all of the information that um, T.L. Cross has been discussing um, Harlem hip-hop heritage recently. Mm -hmm. um, I can't go back as far as the um, the late 70s or 80s in regards to Harlem hip-hop. Uh, my introduction to Harlem hip-hop 
really came about in the 90s because I'm a 90s kid. And okay. uh, I would say that in regards to Harlem, Diddy probably had the biggest influence on me initially. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think he's the reason why. Well, he's not the reason, but when I acquired an obsession for the radio, um, he was one of the most, him and Bad Boy Entertainment were the most played. They had some of the most played songs um, in regards to Mace and the Locks and um, Big or Total or whoever, what, what, anything that he touched, it just seemed like it was going gold or platinum and it was just all over the radio apart from other artists um i would say in regards to harlem that that was my introduction okay i'm gonna give you my answer and let's see how you feel about that yes sir harlem is the most copied form of hip-hop that's ever came out do you agree copied form of hip-hop well i think a lot of people definitely come here to benefit so i always talk to people about wayne and he had a run in the in the mid two thousands where he was just doing tapes with everybody, right? Mm-hmm. And he was putting out song after song. But he came to Harlem and did a whole project with Joel Santana first. And that's mm-hmm. and it got people talking. You know what I'm saying? He did the same thing with his artist Nicki Minaj. When when Nicki Minaj came out with that I Get Crazy song, that shit was popping in Harlem first before mm-hmm. all of a sudden I started hearing her everywhere after that. I've watched people mimic Harlem's style in regards to the way that we dress for mm-hmm. years. You know what I'm saying? I feel like when it comes to fashion, we've had a hell of an influence um, from Dapper Dan to uh, my man over here at the Harlem Haberdashery. Um, there's there's a ton of people that were not only designers, but even people that wore the attire like Dipset um, that had a huge impact on hip-hop and the way people would just piece together their fits. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel that. I'm, I'm a connoisseur of the game from, from years of study. So mm-hmm. when I say that, for me, when I say Harlem is the most copy style, you saw the movie Paid in Full, right? Yes. Is that not almost every rap video you've ever seen? Oh, God. <laughs> so everybody's Harlem, but they don't claim Harlem. <laughs> Damn. Because in my brain where I went with that is everybody plays one of those characters, or at least everybody imitates one of those characters to some degree. They either have a story like Ace or a story like Mitch or a story like Rico. And those are and they're and they're different personality traits where you have the niggas wasn't fucking with me and now they fucking with me which is ace you know but then you have to get money guys i've been fly like mitch and rico is out for self and he don't give a fuck in that gritty grimy that you get those personalities there's Mm. very few people right you have your rare rare like a hove and i think it's because of the the level in, in which he was able to excel that can play a Lulu role. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where you come in. Hmm. Let's be Damn. real when it comes... Well, what, what happened? Because now you got me really thinking because I was like, and then there's a bunch of childhoods out here. And that's why we keep losing all of our hip-hop artists. So let's continue. That's where you come in. Yes, sir. Because 
many times when we hear hip-hop, when I hear hip-hop, no matter who I interview or whatever, there's few people that really get me like, hmm, this is interesting. Because there's music that I like, there's music that I love, and there's music I can give a fuck about. Let me be honest. And when I hear and when I hear somebody who can stand out and stand amongst the people who can induce change, mm. that's called the passing of the torch or the changing of the guard. For sure. For sure. You are very lyrical, but not only are you lyrical, your message persistent. Why is that in your style? Um <clears throat> shit. <laughs> uh for different reasons. Okay. One, there are a lot of messages that I deliver in my music because I'm obsessed with with music. Hip hop is um I'm obsessed with music and I've always been like that. So mm-hmm. sometimes there's things that I need to hear. So I'll say it because I know I'm gonna listen to it over and over and over and pick it apart. But sometimes I need that message. So if you go to like my tape uh Standing on my word, there's a song called Ben, which stands for um, bitch-ass niggas. And it's like, you're going to get tired of trying to prove yourself to people constantly that aren't worth it in in the mm-hmm. end because it's about how you feel about self. You know what I'm saying? And and mm-hmm. there's a, and there, and from society's views to dealing with family and friends to just a bunch of different things. But those are messages that I know that I need to hear. It's also stems from me trying to provide balance to a culture that I believe is oversaturated, especially now with a lot of the female rappers. Yes, we do have a bunch of people that are dope, like Rhapsody or Tierra Whack and stuff like that, but I do feel like they still market and promote a certain type of female more than them. Uh, Why is that? Why is that? Oh, I think there's an agenda being pushed because black women are the first teachers, and because we are the first teachers, um, if you can figure out a way to destroy the mentality of the black woman, then you're going to influence nations mm. to follow down a path that is can be somewhat trauma-based. Mm-hmm. Um, not to take away from the fact that I do respect the fact that these women are owning their sexuality because I do think that we're pigeonholed in that area, but mm-hmm. I do think some of the morals and principles that are being set in place, there's not enough of a balance of a message in regards to what can take place or what can come along with that. Jay-Z has always been one of my favorite hip-hop artists because he always gave you both sides. So the same way he could run around and and do like a uh, big pimping, he can also put out a song like You Must Love Me. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's like... Or soon you'll understand, you know, like he will talk about the pain and what comes with that and and how it's not always, you know, like it was all good just a week ago. It's not always great. Like a lot comes with being in that game. And if you step into that game, please know, like meet the parents that there are effects, there are ramifications, you know, that that are threaded throughout the storyline. Um from project to project, even Lucky Me, you know, talks about the the op- the the negative aspects of being successful, and that was only on like his second project, you know. So he and he hadn't even really touched 
where he is right now, but was already getting a, a, a taste of the downside. You know, like, you think I'm freaking these chicks, right? I'm trying not to brush against their chest. You get a little super shit like that. It's like things that you may not even be aware of at a certain point, but you have to start becoming aware of certain things. Um, I think enough of the, like a Meg, I wish women like Meg or women like Cardi would tell m- more stories. Even Nikki, I wish they told more stories that were, that were relatable to, yeah, it's okay. Like city girls can talk all day about finessing the nigga out of some bread. That's cool. But I would love for them to tell a story about all of the pain or the root of their trauma or things that can, situations that can arise by placing yourself in a situation where a man is flying you out somewhere and what his expectations are. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, you you don't get something for nothing and you can't glorify one side of the game without, I don't know, showing every aspect. It just, it just, it just doesn't seem, it's like a, a false reality. You know what I'm saying? And then you got all these different, cause what I was going to say was you were asking me why about the message. The last thing I was going to say was mm-hmm. I work with kids. So one of the, the illest things to me about um, being a, a hip-hop artist was that I watched how much, because I was that kid, but I watched how many kids are like, they have like this tunnel vision when it comes to some of their favorite hip-hop artists. So um, and they emulate them in different ways, even in, you know, other aspects of entertainment like reality TV. But I won't go there yet, even though it's a part of it. Um, I feel like, not that I'm perfect, but I wanted to give a different voice, a different side, a different way to think, a different way to be. So, but I feel like I got to reach a certain point in order to do that to where it's like, Uh, um, Andre 3000 said, I can't remember what, what verse it was when, when he was like, uh, but something about telling them that selling is a sin when you don't offer new ways to win. So it's like, I can talk about some shit all day, but if I can't help you shift your mentality or help you change your environment with what I'm doing or what I'm saying, then it's, it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, there has to be a way that they can profit from this on more than one level in order for it to even mean anything at the end of the day. So this, um, I think that's one of the reasons why I uh, try to remain as consistent as possible because I want to prove, like, you could do it like this. You don't have to do it like that. Uh, very eloquently put. And I'm going to put it this way. Half of what you said you exhibit on your albums. Respect. Half of what you say you exhibit in your video. Respect. I want to go to Dear Thought Pocket right now. Hmm. Okay. So, like you said, telling the story. Most female artists don't tell stories anymore. And the reason why is because the three things that people will buy into the end of their lives are entertainment, sex, and caskets. Mm-hmm. It's funny how the casket is the most notoriously marketed thing besides the sex. And we use it. Well, that's, that's on purpose, and you know that. Of course I do. But then there's artists that can use the casket to tell the story to bring life from the dead. 
respect. Was oh. it ever was it was it ever different where you would plant a seed and the seed has to die for the flower to grow for the to bloom? Oh wow. Oh wow. So when we come to music, the seed planted isn't even in the beat or the lyric. It's in the rhythm. And from the rhythm to nod your head in agreement to understand the lyric and the beat that goes with it. That's called harmony. Harmony is a central part of being an MC. What is an MC to you? And how do you embody it? Because you're far more than a rapper and better than a wordsmith. <laughs> oh, respect. Thank you, Because when I had MC means move the crowd. Um, I I feel like MC for me, is somebody who mm-hmm. embodies the culture. Hip hop, hip hop is a culture. It's not just rap. You have various elements, and knowledge is always one of them. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you can't be an MC without incorporating it into your craft. Um, I think you have to. I think MCs have respect, not only for the culture, but the ones that came before. Because that's where you, it's it's through being a student that you learn, like, like Rakim, I feel like he kind of birthed the internal rhyme scheme. So then okay. you have, you have like people who were able to take that to another level, like an Eminem. Right. But without having the one that came before, you know what I'm saying, M wouldn't be the type of MC that he is. So I feel like they have respect for the ones that came before. I, I was on, I forgot um, how long ago this was, but I was listening to Shade 4 5, and LL was on Shade 4 5, and M, like, called the radio station pretending to be somebody else, but was, like, hyped that LL was on the station. You know, like, it's one of the reasons why I love Drink Champs so much. I never, I never was such a fan of Nori until I watched Drink Champs because I felt like, wow, like, the way he gets excited to interview people that came before or were popping when he was popping, but today they they don't get their flowers in the same kind of way because unlike rock and roll, we make it seem like our founding fathers or people who have an extreme amount of influence. And the reason why this industry is a billion-dollar industry don't mean anything anymore because they serve their purpose, and it's it's insane. I beg to differ. I I differ. I differ on you for that. You know why? Because you're here to talk about it. And that's where the change comes. See, I'm going I'm to I'm teach you something that you already know, but we're going to look at it perspectively, okay? Okay. You know I like you, right? You're wonderful. <laughs> and I'm going to show you how much I like you by showing you how intelligent you are. Okay. Me and you are in the studio. Mm-hmm. And LL Cool J comes and says, you the, you the, you the interviewer and you the MC. All right, check this out. We're going to get together and we're going to make a hit. Okay. Do you agree? Yes? We can make a yeah. hit with LL? Yes. All right, so we are going to do the track, right? Right. The track never comes out. Whose fault is it? To me, that would depend on the paperwork. How about it doesn't depend on nothing because we is an, an entity. 
we is the ideal. So when people say, well, we don't take control of this and we don't take control of that, that is a person's way of shifting the blame or the responsibility unto themselves. Because right. just like if you, 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 you live with your parent before, if your parent says um, to you or your siblings or whatever, I need y'all to um, clean up. And then somebody like, all right, we're going to clean up. If the parent comes back and the house is clean, who didn't clean this room? There is no we because we is not an individual identity for a person. Right. So because there was no I, she real going to do this and her brother do this or whatever, she real can't get talked to individually about that because then it comes a collective entity that has no face. Mm. Because there's a heritage hip hop, a she real, an Eminem who, who respects the elders and people like that, it's not that the elders don't get respected. It's that the people who you put in power over you then controls how far your respect can go and cannot go. Mm-hmm. Let me let me be mm-hmm. honest with you. Uh, let's talk about um. Nah, we already talked about that one. See, I was listening to your projects, right? And you grew as an artist from your first project to your second one. I think threefold. There was wait, more of a so, focus. wait, wait. What did you? What did you? When you say first to second, are you talking about standing on my word and and Hi Sherelle? Are you talking about? Far from perfect and love life, fair music and well, only the only ones I got I had was I'm standing on my word and the, the ones that are on the on the streaming service right. Okay, that's the only on. ones I got. Okay. So if there's more, please let me give me links so I can buy them and I'm <laughs> no, gonna um support you. Okay? No, they're on they're on SoundCloud. So the, the High Shirelle right. was my eighth solo project. God damn, really? Yeah, I put I out so a project much. every year since 2012. But well. Technically, no. In 2017, I put out two. So in 2018, there was none. And in 2019, you got Standing on My Word. 2020, you got Hashira. But that was right. my eighth solo project. Okay, so I'm wrong, and I want to support you because I like you as an MC. So okay. I want to, um, I really want to um, support that. So you give me the links or whatever I need, and we'll do what we got to do. So from what I was talking about, um, from the Standing on My Word to Hashira, you grew, though. Your sound grew because your beats changed. And... From your beats changing, your delivery also changed as well. Mm. <laughs> what, what, what happened? What happened? Why you say that? Because no, that wasn't intentional. I oh, okay. I say whatever the beat asks of me. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not like I go in and say I want to do this, like this, and talk about this. It's okay. none of that is is set in stone prior to. I just knew that with Hasharel. That project is the most soulful project is because I've been craving something more for my soul for the past three years. Mm. And I, and I was, I couldn't find it. I couldn't, I couldn't find it. And I'm somebody that when I need something, I go looking for it. And it was like, I, I keep having this feeling and I can't find it. And I just happen to stumble upon, I don't like saying it like that. I spent hours online looking for a producer that could match the sound that I was looking for. And that's how you got High Sherelle. And it was no real, like, um, there was no hesitation with that project. That project was pure, whatever the hell comes to my mind, I'm going to say that shit. So it's not the most lyrical, but it it was the purest. Because I didn't second guess or I wasn't trying to prove myself with every line like, like I feel like, I've done previously because I'm so like I, I need people to know that I, I know how to rap. 
So it's it's like back to back. Da, 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 da. It's like I don't have to be like that. I can just talk to you because I'm my words don't, my my words don't come to me like that. Oh, I'm glad you found it because now I got a whole bunch of new set of questions I want to ask you. So I like to take my time before I get to the music. I believe people don't get a gist of who you are. Why would they buy your music? I want people to feel you and want to find you. You see what I'm saying? Respect. So let's open up that box real quick. Okay. I think you're capable of an Illmatic type album. Oh, shit. Nobody told you that before? Mm-mm. Fuck them. It's about me right now. I think you're capable of an Illmatic type <laughs> album mm-hmm. and you know what made me think that there's four songs on your project that really made me go damn she is damn and i usually do the heritage hip-hop awards right oh wow okay and my heritage hip-hop awards actually missed you hmm. you would have definitely been up for project of the year from oh, what i heard wow. um for everybody who doesn't know who's listening, Heritage Hip Hop Awards are every August. I don't do it from July. I mean, sorry, from January to um, January to December, and I don't follow the industry orders of um my quarters. What I do is when every August, right? I go from every August <laughs> to uh, July. Okay. August first, so okay. I should say September to July, and then mm-hmm. after in August to whatever I um I do an award show that shows people that I may not be them out there, but somebody is listening and paying attention to you. Mm. And, and in that time, this would have definitely been up for project of the year. And I'm not a person who does MC, FEMC, best female, best male. No, it's best artist. Mm. And you would have definitely been in there highly. Mm. And one song, that you made that really made me look at I was staring at the damn phone listening to mm-hmm. it was best friend oh wow really so oh yes and I'm gonna tell you why everybody wants to cry bitch and moan now in hip-hop but nobody wants to be deep and insightful in hip-hop <laughs> how do you feel about that um I think we have we have those um that are sprinkled amongst us so Cole, Cole will give you that. Kendrick will give you that. Big Sean will give you that. Um, Drake does it when he talks about relationships. Um, uh, I feel like Meek has done it in, in different moments, in pockets. In pockets, okay. Um, uh-huh. Cy High the Prince does it. Uh, yes, he's incredible, by the way. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um um Absol is capable. Uh like we have we we they we are we are here. You know what I'm saying? Like we are here. Um do we do enough to unify and make have a bigger impact? I don't know. <laughs> but we're here that's interesting because then it comes to the purpose of music the purpose of music is not to have fun the purpose of music is to elevate one's spirit I don't in the agree bible you don't agree 
No, but go ahead. Okay, well, let's talk about it because having fun and entertainment is two different things. Hmm, okay. Go ahead. So, so the spirit is what's connected to the music. That's not fun. That's enlightenment. Hmm. Think about this. In the story in the Bible, it said when David danced, King David danced, he loved God so much that he danced so hard his clothes fell off. Okay. And when his wife said, you are a damn fool, he locked her up in jail because no one can take away his spiritual connection to the higher essence. Hmm. When you hear real hip hop, doesn't it piss you off if somebody interrupts you and you have to rewind your song and get it back again only to be happy that you rewind it and got it back again? Yeah. I don't like being interrupted when I'm one with my music. Oh, believe me, I agree. Because me, I'm the type of person, when I get in my car, we don't move to the car until the song come on like Cleo and said it all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, yeah. I think certain songs and certain creativity gives birth not to the emotion but to the enlightenment of being how do you feel about that wow okay but there are moments in my life that i've had fun being enlightened and experiencing pure joy Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to praise Mm -hmm. um okay i don't do it often but there are times that I smoke weed. Okay. And the reason why it became harder for me to do consistently is because I know that I can't smoke with everybody. You got to have a certain amount of light within you in order for me to even entertain the idea. Because my high has to be pure joy, pure positive energy. And most times when I smoke, and I'm not somebody that will even finish a spliff, I spend that entire time talking to God or reflecting. Mm-hmm. And um, I recently, uh, when I when I do it, I like to take notes because there's, there's so much positivity there that it's kind of like I can't lose this. So I I, I hold on to that. That is in. Mm, it's like a controlled sense of instant gratification, but it's fun. I'm enlightened, but it's fun. I've felt that way with music. I think Michael Jackson was dope with that when it came to elevating your conscious but doing it in a fun and entertaining manner. He has you dancing to shit that isn't even always a song or lyrically wouldn't be something you would be dancing to if it was put, put, the story was put to another rhythm. Right. Because <laughs> Smooth Criminal is not the most positive fucking song in the world, but he made it cool. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And And there are very few that I've ever seen do something like that that can make enlightenment fun, like Earth, Wind, and Fire, like Stevie Wonder. Like she real. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, not well, flattery. It's true. I, f- I feel like I have a lot more studying to do. Good, because that um, means you enjoy your life. Hey, the day you stop learning is the day you die. 
physically, metaphorically. Am I correct? Respect. So, not to, we've been talking about other people for too long. I want to get back to you, honestly. Okay. Because I want people to know how dope you are. And I'm not just, like I said, I'm not fanning the flames and people know. I talk positive to people. Well, we're going to hammer this home that you have a project that people haven't heard. They need to check you out. And um, I'm going to come back to that because something that you said is very metaphorical. You, When you smoke, you talk to the most high. See, in our history, before colonialization, our people lived in this country. Whether people believe you came from Africa or not, I really don't care. But people of color live in this country. Whether you are some the Cherokee Nation, the right. Chippewa, Seminole Nation. So they say there was tribes and they weren't. They were nations. There were lots of things, lots of people and groups under that name. They smoked weed. Mm-hmm. They called the peace pipes. But they didn't smoke it as recreation. They smoked it for spiritual enlightenment and, for, and after breaking bread to honor the grouping and unity. Right. You know, that's why it's funny how we all still pass the blunt hat ciphers, right? Right. And that was the culmination of having a sense of peace above the sense of the physical. Hip-hop can give you peace above the physical because you sit back and you come outside of yourself to live a story. Right. Tell me about I'm speeding and what did you want to mm-hmm. do with that? Damn. Okay. Again, I said whatever the beat told me to. Mm-hmm. So I can tell you what came out of it. I can't tell you what I went into looking to do because it wasn't. It, it's not like that. Okay. So I'm speeding. I feel like it's a song about <laughs> me being extremely ambitious, but at the same time in a pocket where I'm still trying to figure everything out because I don't want to be like my mother. Mm-hmm. <sighs> who I feel, because I wasn't raised by my mom. So I feel like she went out and did her Uh and experienced life in a very different way. And that, and and, I mean, who am I to judge? Because I feel like, is it wrong for her to go that hard for whatever the fuck she was into, regardless of where it led her? If initially her intention was just to try to excel, it's kind of like, damn, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to be so far left or right because I feel like my father stayed and he held me down and eventually, you know, remarried and had a family. But my father is where I got my ability to dream. My love for music, all of my first came from that man. He writes songs. He plays the bass. He plays the acoustic. He plays the piano. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and he he was a, he's an engineer. <laughs> My father was an engineer at Atlantic Records for over 25 years. But it, it was kind of like he didn't go after his dream. I never watched him. I've watched him create songs with other people and himself for years and not do much with it. Mm. Never go do a show. Never sell a a song nothing Mm -hmm. i don't want to be too far left or right Mm -hmm. but finding that balance is the journey right now and i i 
was giving thanks to somebody like Dame Dash, who's like he's hustling for his last name, mm-hmm. and who's who's willing to start the business and put in the work, but own the business. It's not just working for other people and assisting other people with their dreams. Anything that he has ever wanted to do, he does, from creating movies to potato chips to clothes to, you know, music. It's, it's, those are his companies. <laughs> those, are, those are his ideas that he's seeing into fruition. I'm, I'm paying my respect because I want to do the same. And ultimately, the goal is to open schools. It's not to be a rapper forever. So it's kind of like I feel like I'm speeding was just me just speaking on trying to find that balance. I am at the midpoint of the interview. So for everybody that's listening, this is Karev Married to Chip Out with She Real, prolific MC from Harlem, New York who has a project out right now called Hosh Sherelle that you should check out on all streaming platforms. But Heritage Hip Hop does not believe in streaming. We, begin in, we believe in purchasing. So check mm-hmm. out the album, but if you really like it, do what I did and purchase your copy because it's well worth having. Okay. I love what, sure. you, I love what you said because now I have to talk to you in a different way. Okay. I'm selfish. You could tell. Mm-hmm. Very selfish. I like to listen, but, but whatever's mine is mine. I love it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And my idea of hip hop is what you described and why I think you can make an Illmatic song. Illmatic. Okay. The reason why I think you can make a classic Illmatic type album is because you have three interesting gifts that hip hop needs and that I don't think you give yourself enough credit for. Wow. Let's talk about those three gifts. Beat selection. Okay. The producer you used on this project mm-hmm. gave you a part chance to open your soul. But I think you need to be challenged more. Mm-hmm. You know why I say that? Why? Because you are not translating the beat. You're bringing meaning from the beat. Mm-hmm. Ask you that. Heard you. Okay. How do you translate music with a pen? And how do you translate music with your voice? Mmm, shit. Wow, that just made me feel like I don't play enough. But I've been told I've been told that before. Oh, okay. Um the I but I think the first lesson was learned. I need to learn how to talk first. So mm-hmm. I had to learn how to talk before I could start playing. Which mm-hmm. is the next step. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So you translate by playing, you're saying, by talking more. The pen, a pen is what how you talk to the paper and the voice is how you talk to the people? Yeah. Okay. So beat selection is the first thing, which is challenging your ability to be an orator and a translator to the people's spirits and souls, right? That's the first thing, your beat selection. Wow. The first gift that, I mean, the second gift that you have that you're tapping into is what you call, what is it, um, talking to the mirror? That's your thing, right? <laughs> okay. Okay. Reflection. So uh huh. So when you rhyme and you're talking to the mirror, sometimes the songs you rhyme about 
are the lessons that you're teaching people through the lessons you want to learn yourself. Is that right. Right. Either lessons I'm trying to learn or lessons that I have learned. Right. Because the intention is for everyone to be better and not make the same mistakes I've made. Right. You know what the last one is? What? You already conquered it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that's, that's what you think? <laughs> I know. I already know. I know you did Oh, my God. I'm already confident. No, you conquered it already. The last thing. Oh, I already did. conquered it. I thought you yeah. said confident. What? Okay, well, what, did part con- of it. Conquer? what did that's I conquer? What did I conquer already? Your expression. Oh. So you have a video that I love, 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 right? It's called I Hustle. Okay. So I love the All That shirt. So that's, that's a little throwback, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is, the typical hip-hop video, that is not. <laughs> because like, everybody wants to be the tough son bitch or the sexiest chick. Right. You're actually walking through life talking about the scene, why the scene comes together behind you. That reminds me of Exhibit's video, what you see is what you get. Uh-huh. Yo, what? The videographer? The yeah. first videographer I wanted to shoot that video with, like he wasn't available at the time. But mm-hmm. that's exactly what we talked about before we did that video it, but he ended up editing it and not filming it um that's so crazy that you said that go ahead <laughs> yeah but but but, but see we on the same page because you know what I'm, I, I know what you're talking about and we got the idea and plus you have another video called my love which is like a, a ode to martin which is my favorite tv show of all time you know what i'm saying that's right you have videos that show you are an artist, not a, just a musician. Right. Those are the gifts that will make you, have you make your classic. Whoa. What is a classic album? How do you make one? Whoa. I don't think a classic album is intentional. I think that is really? birthed from consistency. That's right. I think, yeah. I think consistency allows you, consistency and understanding. Right allows you in, to admit something like that into the universe because Nas didn't just start rapping. You know what I'm saying? When he made Illmatic, that's not how that goes. You know, so the consistency of his lyricism, he studied his craft or just worked on his craft enough to where he eventually created a classic because it that's inevitable if you're on a certain path of enlightenment. Mm -hmm. So he's studying his surroundings and he's reflecting upon his experiences and he's putting it to the music that is the soundtrack of his environment. Mm -hmm. Boom. Hove does the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like he's, it's it's a reflection of the journey that is, consistency and understanding because they also had to go through shit prior to putting out certain projects that allowed them to understand okay this works this does not this works but maybe if i did it like this okay that comes from crossing paths with different individuals that are able to sometimes give you that push or plant a certain seed and you knowing what to do with the shit because you've had enough you've consistently had certain 
experiences to where you understand, oh, yeah, I get it. People are telling me, yo, you don't got to, like, rap 100 miles a minute or use a whole bunch of words all the time. The, the biggest selling artists have some of the simplest bars. Talk. True. It, but that comes from understanding. And even if you decided that that's the type of rapper that you want to be, regardless of what you choose, you can rap at any speed. But how you convey a message, that comes from understanding who your audience is. You know what I'm saying? You being a, being able to even understand some of the, the lessons that you've been given, some of the blessings that you've been given. Mm. That's not, that's not, uh, sometimes we're too young or too naive or too blind to see what is right in front of us. So, yeah, you can make a hot song. Anybody could do that. But a classic? Classic. That that comes from consistency and understanding. Okay. Because there's a of and eventually you find your pocket where you can now have a formula for your shit, whatever that may be. Hope I think figured it out. I think he figured the shit out. <laughs> the way I think Beyonce figured the shit out. The way I think Michael Jackson figured the shit out. There's, there's, there's certain people, there's certain people, man, they they figured that Prince, Babyface, certain people figured that shit out. Like, this is what works. And even if they're constantly evolving, like a, a Kanye who won't give you the same thing from project to project or he he enters a certain era and now this is how I want to do this. But it's mm-hmm. still, there's still a formula there that's a part of his foundation that you won't lose that goes back to what you were talking about in regards to beat selection or his, his him being an artist, and I'm talking about Kanye right now, him being an artist and right. not just a, a musician or a rapper. You know what I'm saying? Like he's, and let me see how far outside of this box I could step real quick. Regardless of how we feel about everything he says and does, he's fucking phenomenal. He's phenomenal in regards to his talent. <laughs> like, you can't That's deny true. that. I don't, I don't agree with what the fuck took place with R. Kelly, but you can't deny his talent and his ability as a songwriter. Nope, you can't. That meant, like, he was he was telling story. He could make you dance. He could make you think. Like he was telling stories. That's consistency and understanding. Because everybody, the way Babyface song after song after song for various artists, Teddy Riley, That's various yeah. artists. Mm-hmm. Teddy Riley not only showed what he could do for himself. Teddy Riley is Harlem. Shout out to Harlem. Not only what he could do for self, but what he could do for others. Damn. But that came from, that's birth out of consistency. So I feel like that's why that's always my focus. I pray a classic is in- inevitable, but I feel coming. like that's only if I remain consistent. If I let anything in my life or anything in my within my being distract me, then that's it. 
Nah, it's coming. I already spoken into existence. You'll get there. You'll realize it. Because you already made classic songs. I just need a whole body of work that everybody can't deny. And it's coming. It's already there. Oh, it's already there. I mean, I'm just telling you what I've seen. And you talk about consistency. I've consistently listened to music since I was um sperm. Listen, yo. There's <laughs> always music around us. There's right. always music around us. Well, you were in right. there, too. There's always music around you, whether it's the, the motion of synapses or or water or whatever it is. To even snoring has a beat. You know what I'm saying? Right. The traffic right. light has a beat and a rhythm. You've been around music all your life, so you ish. And you've been able to translate music only shows me that. Oh, Kanye's trash, by the way. But the, <laughs> oh, shit. No, I, I, Look at sorry, I can't. I can't do it. He's trash. I'm sorry. Um, mm-hmm. Has he made great music? Yeah, but he's not you. So let's go back to you. As I was saying, classic material comes from love of the craft, not the doing of the craft. There's right. people who can't make classics, but those who but those who do, it changes their perspective and people's perspectives of them. I have an mm. artist who's not in the mainstream who's made two classic albums back to back. I mean, ridiculous. I've had another artist who dropped her first album this, what, two years ago, I think. Classic album. She has no mm. deal. It's not, and consistency even with that for the people who are listening does not mean you have to be out for years because, please, there's people who spit from the soul and it's a classic when they first drop. Hmm. Classic doesn't mean, remember, you have cult classics, you have right. bonafide classics, right. you have genre breakers. I mean, that's what I mean. Like, you have something in you, not potentially, you have something in you that is able to be made and called classic. And I'm actually waiting for that day because I can't wait to be there when you're celebrated to the point where you, you just go, wow, like, y'all really like this? And I had to turn and say, see? It was always there. I'm not going to say I told you so, but it's not me to tell you. It's for you to find out. You know? That's right. So with that being said, everybody, let's go into another one more song. My favorite song off the title, the um, excuse me, Dr. Project, Hasharel, which is out right now on all streaming platforms, but buy it if you know better. And that song, I mean, Beautiful Day is dope, but All Hell the Queen got me, like, going crazy in my friend. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the number one favorite of that project is is that song. You know why I liked it even more? Why? It was the last song on the project. Because if you could okay. close a project out that strongly, I'm looking forward to the next project. Mm, okay. Remember, um, I don't know if this is you, but Ghostface Killer made a project called um, Bulletproof Wallet. Okay, no. <laughs> Street Chemistry is the last song on that album with Ghost and I think Trife Diesel and um, Prodigal Son, a Wu-Tang Clan um, extended family. The way that album ends is like, what the hell is that? Because some people can't close the album out. They'll make good music, but they can't close it out. Some people have good intros, but the songs last. When you closed your project out with All Hell the Queen, it was like, damn, she took the throne, but what's her first order? <laughs> you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Song placement is very important. Where do you place your music at, as far as where your life is on your journey right now? 
Wait, what do you mean, where do I place my music in regards to my journey? Well, your journey is an everlasting, is an everlasting book of where you document growth. I mean, the greatest story ever told is what? Come on. Hmm? Okay, are you, are you asking in regards to songs or are you asking in regards to life? Mm-hmm. Maybe both. The greatest story, the greatest story I've ever told. No, ever. What is the greatest story ever told? Damn, that's subjective. Um, oh, you don't. Oh, you don't know what it is. I have the answer if you want me to tell you. But I mean, if you want to play with it, go ahead. The greatest story I've ever told. Not you. The greatest story ever told. Oh, what's the greatest story ever told? <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, what's the greatest story ever told? Ever. I mean, I I guess it would have to be the one about Jesus Christ. Unfortunately, no. That's not well, the greatest story ever told. What do you say the greatest story ever told is? The one you live. The one you live. No one knows the plot. No one knows the plot. No one can guess the ending. And you are in total control of what happens in your story. Oh, my God. You have influences, and you can be influential. The book of life is empty, and your, and your actions and your words and what you do is the ink that fills the book. So that when you are judged, if you believe in the higher power on that level, when they open the book of life, your story is read to you right then and there. So everybody tells this story a different way. You tell yours through music. You tell yours through teaching children. You tell yours through your insight. You tell yours through your opinions. And most importantly, you tell your story through your actions. Because actions speak louder than a word, right? Right. Yeah, that's a love language. And most people don't even love themselves enough to know that their their actions are, are, are speaking more than what they do. Right. I don't know. I guess that's what BAN is about, right? <laughs> yeah we pay attention yeah <laughs> so so we got cheated out of some time i want to have a i want to i want to add some time to this uh interview because i really enjoy your music once again and i, I once again i want every I, i'm gonna i'm gonna send this music out to some people to play because I, I want you to get more shine and appreciation than maybe what you have because there's one thing when people could tell you that you're dope and it's another thing when people could share how dope you are by telling you what you um what you mean to them you said that on one of your songs how a person says that they're your favorite but they can't even tell you one of the lines of your song right <laughs> see i don't listen for lines i listen for the entire story i'm past mm-hmm. the lyrical thing i'm past that plus i had a bad car accident can't remember shit hey i'm alive that's cool right because i because now i get to enjoy it a different way because some people will be like you know some people come to you and be like Yo, you heard what she said? She said, da 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 And somebody's like, yeah, what's the song about? I'm like, I don't know. Hey, right. still missed the point. Right. And the point is, when it comes to hearing good music and why we celebrate good music is because somebody can touch our soul and take us to the highest form of appreciation. What's the biggest compliment you got from doing music? <sighs> the biggest compliment. Mm-hmm. 
biggest compliment. This young lady <clears throat> that my um my my one of my cousins is 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 of my roommate. Okay. And uh I'm I don't know if this is the biggest, but it's one of the biggest. Okay. She she he was dating he was dating this young lady at the time that we just happened to be in the house by ourselves and she came to me and told me that she wanted me to mentor her little sister because of what type of being I am, what type of ambitious individual I am when it comes to the music. Like I guess musically based upon what I, I think and say and do. Mm-hmm. If she felt like I would be a great person to mentor her sister, and that's not the first. Those are some of the biggest compliments because I've had grown men come up to me and say I would play you for my mother, or I would play you for my children or my sisters, or I've had, uh, I've had different. Like this one chick, and this is years ago, told me that. Her little sister at the time didn't know any other rap artists besides Nicki Minaj. I think Iggy Azalea was a, a thing at the time, and she said, and you. Mm. Like, she didn't play anybody else for her sister, me. Like, she felt like she had to put her sister onto me because she needed her sister to know that somebody like me existed. So I think my biggest, my biggest compliments have come from people that made me feel like what I embody as a as a hip hop artist can be used as teaching tools. Mm-hmm. I think that's a cra- that's a crazy thought, you know, because I don't think I don't I don't I can't say that's how this journey began. This this journey began out of therapy. Like I needed something to balance me out mentally and emotionally that's where music came from or writing rhymes came from but Mm. to then in a sense have it turn into yeah I want to take what you just said and go play this because I need this person to hear this so they understand this message I need them to get I need to play grown men in my inbox fathers I have to play dear thought pocket for my daughter because I need her to understand. A, a woman coming to me after a show nearly in tears because she said Dear Thought Pocket was her daughter. Mm. And she didn't know how to respond to that other than thank you for telling the story. Those are those are huge compliments because it's like uh, I'm doing something worth existing for. And on that note, everybody, we're about to close out our interview. Well, the first part of our interview, uh, could you give them your social media, how to find you and your music, please? Oh, yes. So one word spelled exactly how it sounds. She Real Talk. She Real Talk. That's my YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Clubhouse, everything rolling in one, SheRealTalk.com. If you look up She Real on any streaming platform, it's two words, She Real You'll see Hasharel. You'll see standing on my word. Uh, you'll see a couple singles like the I Hustle that was mentioned previously. Yeah, I, I really appreciate you for taking the time. I, I think this was dope. 
I kind of wish we had more time. <laughs> I think <laughs> that was this was dope. Well, I, I feel we will be building in the future more and more. Um, I'll follow you on Instagram. You follow me too. You can talk to me whenever you want. And whenever you have a project, you have well, yeah, we have an open door policy. You could come to the platform and we will support you 100% of the time, 100% of the way. Period. Thank you. Thank you. So, and I, so I, I really appreciate you for this because I don't like doing interviews. So <laughs> I've grown to not like doing interviews because there's a lot of people who don't. I feel like the the all the there's a lot of surface questions or I've done interviews with people that didn't even listen to the music and then it's just like the conversation is just kind of no. just basic. So I, I appreciate the fact that this was not. Well, I'm gonna give you a heads up. If I didn't listen to the music, how could I ever interview you? You made this interview by making the music that you make. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to reflect and show you what you give to the world. I appreciate you for that. Well, respect. Thank you. So we're going to go to the second part of the interview, which is called the rapid-fire questions. Are you ready to play this game with me? Sure. <laughs> the rapid-fire questions are not yes or no questions. These are questions that reflect you and your understanding of hip-hop music and the hip-hop culture. Oh, oh God. Okay. So the first, the first question I'm going to ask you is, what song or album perfectly describes you from another artist's catalog? Huh. <laughs> from another artist's catalog. Uh-huh. Uh, right now, right out. now, I would say late registration. That is interesting. Why so? Because uh, I'm not, you know, I really felt like last year that I graduated, and I feel like at the beginning of this year, it's almost like I went back a, a year or something. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Um. And I felt like I clearly have more to learn. This year so far has been a reminder that I have a lot more to learn. And when I think about songs like Bring Me Down, when I think about songs like Roses, when I think about songs like, I think Touch the Sky is on that album. Uh, what else is on that album? Um the 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 that addiction song is on that album. There's a couple record. It's a couple records on that album, like off the top of my head, that I feel like that's the pocket I'm in again. That's how this. That's how this piece of my life or this piece of my journey feels. Because um, it definitely has hints of we major, but it's still like it's a lot of lessons there. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I'm feeling it. My next question is, your album, you said, you, you, you said what the beat told you to say, basically. Mm-hmm. What is the voice that you're looking for hip-hop to take on that it hasn't said or embodied yet? Hmm. Uh, the hip-hop to take on. Mm-hmm. That it hasn't embodied yet? I don't think there's any voice that I haven't heard yet. Um, because I feel like we definitely have a lot of different types of teachers out here. And a lot of people have dabbled, dabbled in different things. Um, one of my favorite storytelling songs was Love, and, Love is Blind by Eve. 
That um, is a classic. Yo, OD. <laughs> OD. It's like this, and it was. it's a necessary story from an individual that you may not often get stories from. Right. So I think there's a lot of voices. There's a lot of stories I've heard over the years. I can't say that I've never heard. There's a voice I haven't heard. Um, I... Mm, I can, no, I can't say like, there's a voice I haven't heard. Is there a voice that has been consistently glorified as much as others? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> but the stories are there, and there are a lot of stories that are worth retelling and revisiting because I feel like a lot of us in life, we, we all experience a lot of the same lessons just at different stages of our life it may not come in the same package the same way but we all get the same lessons okay that's dope um because of time i'm gonna shorten this i'm gonna do uh, about like three or four more questions okay okay so my one of my questions is this if you had the opportunity to collab and make your dream song who would you work with uh, dead or alive, no restrictions. Who's on the track with you? Who's on the beat? Who's on the track and who's on the beat? Yeah, your dream Sheesh. track. My dream, my dream track. Yeah, dead who's or alive. on the track and who's on the beat? Mm-hmm. Okay, based upon the type of artist that I am right now. Mm-hmm. Based upon the artist that I am right now, if I could do a song with two artists. I can't say that I know who would be on the beat, but I know who would be the. I know what the collaboration would be. Okay. I want, and I really want to do. I want to do this album. I don't want it to be a song. I want to do the album. So there would be various producers. Okay. I want to. I want to do an album with Kendrick and Cole, like a like a like a new school Fuji's. Okay, that's interesting. Okay. Like this is a this is a, a dream that I like. It's something I'm just like sitting on, you know. Like it's just like if I ever get the opportunity to have this conversation or to put it in play, you know. However that could come about, mm-hmm. that's I I want that. I want that. Okay. Um, I think well, it would be very you already did. So you make sure you stay- send it to the- <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. I want I want I want that because the the skill sets are different, the stories are different. They come from two different they're opposite sizes of, of the map. Mhm. So the so the delivery is different. The influences are different. But they we all share in a certain pocket in regards to the spirit or the soul of hip hop. Right. Uh I think I think it would be I think it would be crazy. I think it would be crazy. Okay. Um, but my favorite, because I, I feel like what the fuck? I, I've always wanted to do a song with Jay Z. I've always wanted to do something with Babyface. I've always wanted to do something with Teddy Riley. I've always wanted to do some. I've always I can't say I've always wanted to work with. Michael Jackson. I've always wanted to be in the studio with him. I, it wasn't about creating a song. It was about the the experience, the conversation, the exchange of energy. That's what I wanted with Michael. 
Um, mm-hmm. Fuck. I want to do... I want to, I want to, I, I need music with Big Sean. I need music with Saha the Prince. I need, uh, I need something with Lauren Hill. I need something with, uh, I need, I need something with Marsha Ambrosius. I need something with Jill Scott. I need something with Raphael Sadiq. I need something with, Brandy, I need I need something with Kanye. I hope it was with Kanye. <laughs> Andre three thousand. Why not? I I need something with three stacks. I need I, and Missy would be like prolific because uh, she's always been in my top five because I think she influenced me tremendously when it came to creativity. And if nothing else. This most recent project, I put out a clean version with the explicit version because of her. I know a lot of artists do that now, but as a little kid, Missy was one of the few artists that did it. Every time she dropped the project, she always put out a clean version. And I appreciate that because the music that was played in my house was controlled. Mm -hmm. And I got most of my hip-hop from my peers. But Missy was somebody that my pops would bring home, even though he was a, he's funk, he's soul. His favorite band is the Ohio Players. And hip hop wasn't really played in my house. He would bring her home for me because she had a clean version. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the norm in the 80s. If you didn't have a clean version, he wouldn't even put your song, your, your album in the store. So, mm. so look, what's up? Um, I'm very enlightened by that. Um, my next two questions are going to be very introspective. So I'm from Jersey, all right? Cool. Okay. So I believe I believe that Brooklyn is the standard of hip-hop, though. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why. Because Brooklyn, <laughs> Brooklyn is the only borough where they took their MCs and made hits together while everybody else is jockeying to be the best of the territory. The Brooklyn Dodgers is what I'm talking about. Brooklyn made hits together. Yeah. It's not too many times you'll see a new group name come out with three different artists from the same borough or place, and they just make a song together, and it, like, goes for, like, a phenomenal, right? Okay. So if you could make your own version of the Brooklyn Dodgers from Harlem, who would be in it? Who would be your Brooklyn Dodgers? Who's doing the beat, too? Do do they have to all be rappers? I didn't say that. I said, who would be your version of the Crooklyn Dodgers from Harlem? And who's doing the beat? You can make it any way you want. Dead or alive? I would prefer alive, but... <laughs> You know, you really said, I would prefer a live. I hear you. I would prefer a live too. Um, if I could be in a group with anybody from Harlem, okay, I want Tiana Taylor. Okay. Hmm. 
Q-Tip is from Harlem, right? Nope. No, he's from Queens? Uh-huh. Why is this... Why would this... Right. Somebody put that there. That doesn't belong there. Damn, Tiana. Oh, he's born in Harlem. Okay, you can take him. He's born in Harlem. Right, because he's not, he's from, he claims Queens, but he was born in Harlem. All right, there you go. But that's like saying, that's like saying Jordan, who was raised in North Carolina, was born in Brooklyn. Does it count? Uh, it'll, it'll count for you if that's what you want. Um, because when you was like, who would be on the beat, that's who I thought about me trying to claim <laughs> low key for the production. Yeah. Um, damn. Tiana Taylor. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Kind of difficult, huh? I think, yo, because it, you think about dynamics and and what the sound would be like, uh, and where somebody is now is very different from where they were in their prime. Tiana has so much to offer. Mm. I think she's undeniable in regards to what we could do creatively, not just image wise, but sound wise. She can. Such a lot of different things. Um, fuck. I wouldn't want. Damn. Because I'm, okay, in my brain right now, I keep thinking about Dave East. Okay. But I'm also like. Like, Diddy's in my head, but I couldn't imagine being in a group with Diddy. Like, that, <laughs> man, that man don't sound like he belong in a group, you know? Like, that don't go. Okay. But I feel like me, Tiana, Dave, and I, I think we could do, we could make some magic. Because I think we all come from a similar era. Okay. So, so that, I think that could work. And if I could... If I could feel to, because he was born in Harlem, I would want him on production. All right. Enough said. There you go. So with that being said, everybody, we've come to our last question of this classic interview between Karev of Heritage Hip Hop and She Real of um, classic hip hop fame. And this is the most important question to ask for the first interview. Like I said, we have an open door policy, so you can always come back. And the mm -hmm. question I'm going to ask you is this. 500 years from now, they're still going to play your music. And when right. they go to the Hip Hop Hall of Fame, they're going to pull out, a, um, or they might go to the Schomburg or something. They're going to mm -hmm. push a red button, and your hologram is going to pop out, and they're going to show you videos and show you rocking on the stage in front of thousands, millions, whatever, and your story is going to be told. The most important right. question to ask on the first interview is this. What is the legacy that you leave behind that made the world better because you did hip hop music? Oh, man, it's it's the schools. The schools, the schools are going to be birthed from, because, man, the goal is to teach to teach. Mm -hmm. 
because I need us to be like a domino effect. I don't want one leader, and then when the leader dies, that's the end of the movement. No, the goal is to teach to teach. The only thing that separates our people from other people is access and opportunity. So my schools will assist in closing that gap for our people, our children, that I believe right now are in a system that don't doesn't normally teach them their worth. We need more schools like that. So the legacy will come. Like, people are going to say, man, she made some classic albums, but they're going to know me for the opportunities I was able to create for other individuals. And I make music right now so I can meet as many people as I possibly can all over the world that I could go back to later and say, yo, I need you I need you to come uh, speak to these kids today. I need you to come teach this class. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they're artists. They could be stockbrokers. They could be bankers. They could be chefs. They could be plumbers. Like, I, I, don't, I don't care, you know, people that, that map out cities. Like, I need, I just need engineers. I need, I need more of a variety and less of basketball, rapper, <laughs> actor. That's it, you know what I'm saying? Or city job. Nothing wrong with a city job, but I need more of a, let me get this information or exposed to this this type of career early. So when it does come time to do something with my life, I'm already ahead because at least I know what this is kind of like as opposed to I'm trying to pick a major and I've only had limited experiences based upon my environment. Fuck that. We The hood is supposed to rise because this is this is where we everybody is is learning and sharing information, good, bad, right, or wrong. So I want to put shit here for us, and we elevate. So elevation is the key to survival in hip hop and in the world. So everybody, remember, tell your truth and be the truth. And not only is the truth righteous but it gives life and inspires those who come from the truth itself. With that being said, let's all be truthful and support great MCs and great music and support each other by contributing to hip-hop's culture and contributing to those who love it, live it, and honor it by doing right by it. This is Karev from Heritage Hip-Hop. Was she real? And we say peace, and we out. Listen. I'm a career from Heritage Hip Hop and I love hip hop music. And when I certify MC, believe me, I'm telling you there's something special about them. And She Real is one of the dopest MCs I've heard in a long time. You always hear who I co-sign on my platform and this is definitely one of them. So salute to Harlem, New York and salute to She Real. Check out her project, Hi Sherelle, out right now. To purchase. Stream to find her for purchase when you, when you realize how dope she is. I said she has an Illmatic in her. So all she has to do is prove me right or wrong. And she will one day, believe me. With that being said, we'd like to give a shout out to everybody who tuned in. We ask for your continued support and help building Heritage Hip Hop and making it your brand of choice. Salute to all our people out there who do media. We want everybody to shine. 
And for right now, giving us your attention, we thank you so much. So please follow Heritage Hip Hop on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, iTunes, Anchor.com, and now on Boom You It. Our website is B-O-O-M-U-I-T-T.com forward slash at K-A-R-E-V for Boom You It. All right? New platform that's rivaling YouTube, so get on there early because it's dope. You can follow us and become members of HeritageHipHop.com. Subscribe there and get exclusive interviews early than when they come out on other platforms. Playlists, music, videos, etc. I ask that you please rate this podcast. Five stars would be wonderful. Make sure you like, comment, share, and help us build the platform by sharing it because word of mouth is the best way to promote and we ask you to please help us build our platform. I'd like to give a shout out to our team. Shout out to MJ Hip Hop Connects. Shout out to Fire Jaws. Shout out to Fatty's Play. Shout out to Lex P. Shout out to Goodfellas TV, H-Squad, Rebel Radio, and Transparent Credit Repair. We are sponsored by Transparent Credit Repair, so you can change your life with 15 seconds, one decision, to open your wallet up to more income instead of paying out more debt by going to Transparent. I mean, going to HeritageHipHop.com, clicking on the link for Transparent Credit Repair, and filling out the information, get 20% off of all services and changing your financial future. Heritage Hip Hop is here for the peoples. We celebrate and give the roses to the veterans and introduce you to your future favorite artists today. So please help us keep that going. If you'd like to donate, our cash app is dollar sign Heritage Hip Hop. And all don- donations are greatly accepted and used to build this platform. So with that being said, thank you to everybody listening. This is Karev of Heritage Hip Hop saying peace and we out. <laughs>